Welcome to Alive and Thriving. Today, I am going to be joined by a very special guest. Before I introduce you to her, I want to let you know about something really exciting that is coming up just for you. It is called Becoming Limitless. Now, if you have been around in my world, listening to the podcast, follow me on Instagram, you will remember this amazing and powerful immersion from last September. People had huge breakthroughs on this call because it is not just a standard masterclass where I teach you about limiting beliefs. It is an immersive process where we go through my four-step mind, body, and energetic process to actually help you identify limiting belief, where it is surfacing in your life, where it is living in your body, the root cause of that, and help it to release. And then we go and reprogram for a brand new belief that is going to support you to align your conscious desires with your reality. So becoming limitless tickets are now on sale. They are just $35. And this time around, you're not just getting the Becoming Limitless immersion for that. This time around, I have packed it full of resources to make sure that you can support yourself beyond this immersion and truly. So the Becoming Limitless immersion is delivered to you live and then accessible through your own online portal space. You will get a bonus workbook to help you through this process. You will get you will get my breakthrough blueprint journal, which is a, a guide and a process and a self-reflective journal that you can actually use to facilitate what we do on the call over and over again. Every time you meet your next expansion edge, every time you feel like there is a limiting belief that you need to find and uncover and release, you can go through this process again. You also get my two take-home audios to help reinforce your big vision as well as reprogram your new belief in. We do that through EFT tapping. You're also going to get a 30-minute momentum call with me valued at $240. And this call is one-on-one, -on -one, private, and it is going to break you through wherever you are. And that is a huge amount of value, 600 and something dollars worth of value, for your $35 live immersion ticket. So there is a link in the notes, in the show notes, for you to go and grab your ticket now. Our two live dates are the 15th of February and the 20th of February. And if you're listening to this beyond that date, then uh, just reach out to me and I'll get you a copy of the replay. So head down. I cannot wait to see you there. And now it's time for me to introduce our guest for today. Today, we are being joined by Lorna Lyons. Lorna is an ex-teacher. She has successfully launched two online businesses in the space of two years, which has allowed her to walk away from her day job to full-time in her business. Isn't that the goal, right? <laughs> Lorna is just the most beautiful soul. You're going to love her. Not finished her bio, but Lorna has joined us all the way from Ireland, Stormy Island over there at the moment. We were lucky enough to be in a mastermind together last year. And I just love everything that Lorna is about. Lorna holds a first class master's in applied psychology. So positive psychology coaching. She uses her strengths-based coaching philosophy for her business first, but oh, sorry, for her first business bump and beyond wellness, which was preparing pregnant women for birth and postpartum. Through the development of this business, a spark was reignited inside of her and she discovered how much she really had a passion for building businesses. 
And so through the development of her courses and her programs for the mum boss, she has combined her expertise of one, coaching mums to enhance their wellness and two, building a successful online business in order to support other women wanting to have more flexibility to be with their children at home and to be financially independent. Lorna leads a thriving learning and community network for mothers in business. And this network combines teaching the exact strategies that she has used to grow her business successfully online using Instagram. Members can also get to participate monthly in expert masterclasses and coaching calls. So let's jump in. Welcome, Lorna. She is an amazing soul and I cannot wait for you to meet her. You're listening to Alive and Thriving with Jessica Reed, the podcast that's all about empowering you to achieve optimal wellness and success through self-care, holistic practices, and raw conversations. Jessica and her expert guests are here to share powerful insights and strategies to help you overcome stress and anxiety, take charge of your life, and thrive in life and in business. Grab a cuppa and let's dive in. Welcome to Alive and Thriving, Lorna, from Ireland, all the way joining us from Ireland. How are you today? Oh, I'm really good. Thank you so much for having me here, Jess. It's an absolute privilege to come and speak with you and your podcast to your lovely audience. I'm really excited for this conversation. We, I explained a little bit in the introduction what our conversation is going to be a little bit about, but... Honestly, if you are somebody in any stage of business, this episode is going to be so phenomenal for you because learning about a tool like positive psychology and how you can integrate that into your business, into your life. Oh my goodness. You, yeah, you're going to be so happy that you're here. (laughs) And now I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Lorna, I have introduced you formally in the introduction But I would love to hear, and I'm sure that everyone listening would love to hear just a little bit more about who you are and how did you get to be in this amazing role that you're in now with this beautiful business? I feel actually so grateful that my business has been founded on positive psychology because I'm a 41-year-old woman and up until two years ago, I was a teacher and I've been a teacher for as long as I can remember. And something happened, I suppose, when the vid hit the world back in 2020. And I was at home with my little family, my husband and my three young children. I started to reassess what life was going to be all about. I really struggled with the thought of going back to the classroom. I really struggled with the thought of leaving my children. Um, But I didn't want to be a stay-at-home mum either. That wasn't sitting well with me. So I was trying to figure out what I could do. Um, And it started off the process for me looking into college courses and how I could go about re-educating myself in some way. And when I started looking, I hadn't a clue what I wanted to get into, but positive psychology was something that jumped out out at me at that time. And I started a master's, a two years master's in applied psychology and positive psychology coaching. And it absolutely transformed the entire way that I looked at life in general. And I suppose I looked at my period of time as of being a mom at that point in time. I had my eldest girl who's now nine. She was five approaching six. And I could look at those five years of just almost being, I was behaving like a gray version of myself. 
Mm. I think many of us find the transition into motherhood and um, quite difficult. Now, I wasn't one of those people who found it difficult. I was actually in my own head thought I was plain sailing. I thought everything was great. I loved being a mom. I loved being a wife. But when I started positive psychology coaching and I started being coached myself, things started opening up in my mind whereby I was able to assess the fact that I did nothing for myself anymore. Everything was for my children. I was the sideline soccer mom. I was the person that stayed at home while my husband went to all of his sports because he is a sports fanatic. So he was doing everything under the sun. And little by little, I had let go of my friendships, let go of like close family members around me, let go of hobbies. I just everything had dropped off. And so with the positive psychology coaching, I started to identify this and bring it back into my life. And so that really started off the introduction to the first business I set up, which is Bump and Beyond Wellness. And I wanted to be a positive psychology coach for mums because Mm -hmm. it was obviously the journey I had been through myself. And I wanted to be able to help other women through that transition for themselves. And I trained as a hypnobirthing instructor as well Mm -hmm. because I had three calm hypnobirths myself. And I just I felt like it would be a lovely tie up to be able to transition women through a calm birth into a calm postpartum period and beyond. And so that business was the stepping stone that led me to where I am today, um, Jess, mm-hmm. and how we've actually come to meet each other. Yeah. And um, so through the building of Bump and Beyond Wellness, I guess it reignited a fire in my belly, which I know you'll identify with as well. Yeah. <laughs> as an just this light inside you where you're like, oh, my goodness, what have I been doing all my life? this is just lighting me up (laughs) and so I was like okay actually even though working with postpartum women is wonderful and um, very satisfying and I felt like I was making enormous impact when I could really tune into what made me happy more so it was the building of a business I was like I absolutely loved how much I had to stretch myself even though it was so incredibly difficult all of the mindset work that was involved in that all of the learning for marketing and sales and all that side of it I absolutely loved that so that led me to setting up a personal and business development community for women in business primarily mums called the mom boss network so that's where i'm the founder of the mom boss network i'm a positive psychology coach and mentor for women inside that group and that's how we've connected with each other through our mastermind that i took part in last year with you yeah so lorna actually she was in yeah the masterminds that i was in last year and committed to that from the other side of the world which to me is just speaks volumes in terms of how committed you are to growing your business, but growing your knowledge and your capacity and your energetic capacity to hold more in your business and therefore helping your women who are growing their successful memberships now underneath your guidance for them to hold more capacity in theirs as well. There is so much relatability in your story. I know so many people listening and even I see parts of myself in that just completely losing yourself through that motherhood journey and whether it be because you are immersed as that mum 
who's always there, who's doing all the things in your life and for some identity really starts to entwine around as being a mum. And I don't say just lightly because it is a huge role and huge responsibility, but you're like me and I love to that what you shared you started with a business you followed your response you have totally followed your intuition you have gone down a pathway that you didn't see coming it's jumped out at you and you've gone yep positive psychology and then it's had this flow-on effect this flow-on impact into who you are and how you think your behavioral patterns the way that you approach life And then you started this business and what I'm really wanting to highlight here is that then you gave yourself permission to pivot. So you've come into this business thinking, I was at Calm and Beyond, uh, the hypnobirthing. Yes, Bump and Beyond Wellness. So you've come into Bump and Beyond Wellness and you have given yourself then permission to be like, this is my next step and you've pivoted from that And I point that out because so many times I hear people attach stories of failure because they've started something and they feel like they have to see it through. But you, this is just you like totally honoring this many gen energy of I'm going to pivot. This isn't good for me or it's not where I need to be right now. I'm sure it was, it served a purpose. It got you to your next step. But then you yeah. found that fire in your belly, which we can so relate to. And so many people shy away from that that pull between I've got something that lights me up and I feel like I found a purpose versus maybe I should go back to my teaching career and make a stable income. Like you are the person yeah. who's gone, no, I have this drive. I have this fire. This is what lights me up. And now I'm going to do what it takes to make this successful I just I love that that was an absolute huge transition for me Jess and it's one that I love to help other women with because I think many women out there do not hold themselves worthy enough to be able to take all of the risks that's involved in that with leaving your permanent pensionable stable job the security of in here in Ireland, when you get a teaching job, that's you for life. That's what everyone tells you. You're made for life. It's the programming that we go through for the decades that we're involved in teaching with everybody meeting us who for the first time says, what's your profession? Oh, I'm a teacher. Oh, amazing. You're made for life. This is the programming that we're with. So to break free of that, to take the financial risk that's involved in walking away from that permanent pensionable job and to ask that of my husband to sit across the table from him and ask him to believe in me and ask him to trust in me because of a vision that's in my head that he can't wrap his head around and he can't he hasn't been able to it's far more it's far easier for him now because it's more tangible he can see it working but back then when I was starting he just thought I was an absolute lunatic. What are you doing? With three children, we can't afford this. We can't afford to be in a one income household. I'm not earning enough. This is the sort of conversation that would be happening between us. But equally, he would follow. That was his fear coming out. But he would mm-hmm. always, the tail end of a sentence would be, but if you think you can do it, 
yeah. I know you can too. And so that was absolutely huge for me to have somebody who had my back in that way to propel me forward. And then the transition that you're talking about there in terms of pivoting from Bump and Beyond Wellness to the Mumboss Network, where I'm currently spending 100% of my time, that was a really big transition as well because Bump and Beyond Wellness was my baby. Mm-hmm. I had this beautiful logo created for it. I had the, this beautiful community that I had created in it. I loved the, the work that I was doing, the workshops, the group coaching, the one-to-one coaching. And I didn't want to just end it. That was too scary to just say, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm stopping this now, I'm moving into something else. So what I did for a while, Jess, is I worked in the two. Okay. And then I realized this is unsustainable. Yeah. This is absolutely like uh, the one thing that I had built my business on was positive psychology. And that's core mm-hmm. values. And that's working in alignment with my nervous system mm-hmm. and keeping things as much in harmony as is possible yeah. when you're running your business and you have three young kids. And so it came a point where it was like, okay, I'll just take a break. I'll just press pause because I didn't want to walk away. So I'll just press pause on Beyond Wellness for three months and we'll put our focus and our attention in this one thing. Um, And instead of trying to do all of the things and have all the the plates spinning, we'll just put my attention into one thing and see how it goes for three months. And then three months it went to six months and six months went to nine months. And now I just feel such relief that I allowed myself to focus my attention in one way rather than trying to carry it all at the same time. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That just listening to that is going to be so empowering for so many people. We, I held on to a membership that wasn't sustaining me or serving me that I was feeling drained to turn up to just because it was the first thing I did. It was like, here is all my ideas and here is all the things. And I put my heart and soul and blood and sweat and tears into it and kept launching to my email list of 47 people. <laughs> you know, like, And, and I, I hear that, like you, you do, you create these things. And I know for me, like in the beginning, my outcomes and my business and the things that I were creating, I wasn't really co-creating with my business at that point. I was more entwined in my identity with this business. And so letting go of something that you've started and that you do feel that connection with can be really scary. It's it's, a, it's also leaving your job or I with my maternity leave, I just kept extending leave without pay, extending leave without pay, extending leave without pay. And at some point I had to go, okay, I'm going to be all in. Like I have to to give my time, my attention. I had no intentions of going back, but I had to actually make that decision of where I wanted my energy, my full energy and my focus and my focus to go. It's really interesting hearing you talk about the conditioning over there in terms of your teacher for life, your teacher for life. And I'm sure some parts within your personality, you're teaching now in, in, in a different format. In that sense, you probably are a teacher at heart, bringing that into a different experience, but giving a whole new meaning to that. We have something similar that I find over here that it's, you've done you've gone to university and you've done a degree and so now you're stuck there you just spent four years to be an accountant you just spent four years to be a teacher you've just 
and there's that mindset of I've paid for this. I'm still paying off my hex debt. I'm stuck in this job now because this is what you do, right? You go and you go through this process and then you go to college and university and you get this job and then you stay there because that's what you do because that's what's safe. And so breaking that conditioning and I actually shared on a podcast interview this morning, Tracy Harris interviewed me for my hundredth podcast episode and I was actually sharing. Oh, thank you. It's very exciting. So I've been podcasting all day today. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm actually, it's so funny for, as we were recording, it's 10 to nine in Australia. Cause I think it's about 10 to nine AM over there. Is it? Or 10 to 10, 10 to 10 AM. Yeah. So we're trying to find the time that worked, but yeah, I've been recording and doing things all day. So I'm actually dressed up the top and pajamas down the bottom tonight. <laughs> I was like, I'm getting in my cozies to talk to Lorna, but it is, yeah, there's a lot of conditioning, but I actually shared this morning in that episode that I chose to do things differently. I left school early and then went into straight into work with that fire in my belly to go and start doing and creating and learning on the job and all of these things. I won't go into that story now. You have to listen to the 100th episode, which airs on the 2nd of February, but the point is I carried this deep shame and this story that I wasn't educated enough, that I couldn't achieve what other people who had, I've studied, I've done so many things. I have so many certificates and diplomas and other things. I just did it differently. But for so many years, there was that conditioning of this is how we do it. And if you don't do it this way, then you must be uneducated or you must. And so I hid that and I shied away from talking about it and was so frightened that people would judge me. And it really just is that conditioning. And I feel like now, especially after this is the second time ever that I've spoken about this out loud, like how good is it to have that mindset to be like, I'm going to do things differently it's just Mm. such a good feeling can I circle back before I want to talk more about positive psychology it's had a huge impact in your life it's had a huge impact in your both of your businesses I would say that even just you breaking that conditioning and sitting down and having those hard conversations with your husband who and I get it similar situation just doesn't quite get it (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, for many of us. Yeah. Are you sure? Like, is this what is this a real thing? Like, you tap on your what? <laughs> so, I'm sure positive psychology has had such an impact in your ability to be able to actually proceed in the way that you have. But while we're just quickly talking about your first business, you have mentioned before a link between hypnobirthing and manifesting. Can you tell me about that? Yes. Yes. This is not something that I knew from the beginning, Jess, as your business grows and you evolve and you learn more. And I, this is something that just came to me, I'd say, over the last six to nine months, that everything that I'm doing and operating in my business now in a visualization point of view, in a manifesting way, in a thinking about my future self, scripting it out, journaling, meditating, practicing affirmations and I'm just realized this is everything that I did when I was practicing for my own calm births this is everything that I did when I was helping women 
practice for their CAM births. And I had many women come through my practice and have the most amazing CAM births. And when I say CAM births, they had medical free births. They had epidurals. They had C-sections. They had side of the road births as they were trying to get to the hospital. They had oh, so that many was my greatest need. <laughs> I know. But do you know what? They had these experiences, but they were calm at the end of it because of all mm. of the training that we did together, which was the principle oh. behind my hyp- hypnobirthing that I used to, used to help people with was breath work, yeah. um, visualizations and affirmations. And yeah. all of those three things, we would work on those exercises together, but none of them worked without the foundational level of mindset and the mindset conditioning there is the innate belief that you have in yourself that you're capable of doing this thing you're capable of birthing your baby in whatever shape form whatever way your baby makes it earthside you're capable of doing it in a really calm manner and so all these women had these experiences and then I realized as I was working in my own business that Tracy used to talk a lot to us um, and I'm sure she's still talking a lot about how to expand yourself for business growth, the expansion that's necessary. And mm. I never really understood it until I understood it. Yeah. I'm I'd the say same. The, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'd say the words, but you'd be like, mm, you think it. It's it's the difference between your thoughts and your, your and feelings. So you know, yeah, what's in your mind versus what's yeah. in your body. So I I could think it and I could say the words out loud. And because I was thinking it and saying the words, I thought that I got it. But it wasn't until I felt it that the shift really happened. Yeah. And so that's happened in a few different in a few different sort of areas, just in terms of business growth. But in uh, response to your question, the link between hypnobirthing and business growth, that's how a lot of the expansion happens for us as well. Mm-hmm we meditate and we expand on certain affirmations that don't yet exist in our current existence but there's something that we're drawing into our life in the future we future script the successful version of ourselves in the future but we script it in a way that it's in the very much present tense I am I can I I, I'm living in this and and then we breathe we work with our nervous system and we breathe and we calm ourselves down when intense things are happening in our business yeah. environment and we to breathe through it so the linkages between working on hypnobirthing and then working on birthing a baby a business I mean, birthing, <laughs> birthing a business it was just hand in hand I was like wow there's so much in common oh my goodness it's just coming down to those core foundations isn't it and that, yeah, of manifesting and bringing into your world any desire that you are trying to bring into, whether it be a, a calm and safe birth, that innate belief that you can bring this baby earthside calmly, or whether it be that you can w- withstand the challenges and birth a, a business baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I love that. I absolutely love that. And there is so much of what some people would be like, oh, that's quite woo woo, the life scripting and yeah. all of those types of things. But when you create those pathways in your brain, 
And your brain is then actively looking for what you've already had an internal experience of because you've created the life script, the experience you're going to have, the emotions behind how it's going to make you feel and the outcome behind that as well. Not just, I want to earn this, or I want to do this, but actually what that's going to do for you internally. When you've had that experience, your brain just believes it's real because looking for it. And that's so that's what's so necessary for the bounce back ability, the resilience part of it, which is so important and um, to all of us growing businesses. There's going to be um, so many times that we have those massive falls and it's like what we do in that moment. We breathe and we give ourselves some space and time um, and then we make a choice. So we either give up on it all and we walk away or we choose to learn from what's happened and go again yeah oh, I love that my episode that just launched last week was on building resilience in entrepreneurship and doing that really through that connection to your core values and your big vision because when you ask when you have that pathway that we were just talking about that you just so beautifully explained in terms of all the different ways that you bring it into your world when when you do that and you have that connection and you are so connected to your bigger picture and your bigger outcome and the impact that you could possibly have, then that's how you fall back on that resilience, isn't it? By knowing mm-hmm. deeply what it is that you are doing this for and what it is that you want to be experiencing. The power Absolutely. of our, oh, sorry, you go. <laughs> I, I'm just, because as you're speaking there, what's coming to my mind is I often and meet and speak with women who suffer from burnout and I really feel like what often propels women into burnout is the act of doing and the strategy side of things like really leaning into the masculine energy of just working hard and all of the things that they think that they should be doing in order to get to the place that they see as their success metric whatever success means to them but the power to be able to create more space through your breath work and through those Mm -hmm. you know affirmations and future vision scriptings and that stuff that you're working on your subconscious on your belief I think that makes a huge difference in how you go about operating in your business so that you don't reach that burnout point Mm. because you're constantly checking in with yourself about how you're working in and on your business on a daily basis yeah. and what it is that you create for yourself in the future versus this sort of metric of success and it's usually often linked to money in your bank account versus yeah. all of the other success metrics that we yeah. often want and sometimes have and don't even give enough credit to yeah we haven't been conditioned to look at them have we We've yeah. been conditioned to turn up for an exchange generally of here's my time and so you give me money and then the more I earn and the higher I climb, the more successful I am. And so it's really easy to look at your success metrics in that perspective because, again, it comes down to that conditioning of what we have been brought up to believe to be truth and normal. And I guess, yeah, one of the things that I really loved a shift in my business and I'm sure you'll agree is looking at success metrics of things like how much spaciousness have I had? How regulated am I? Am I happy? 
is this actually lighting me up? Am I excited to go to to call this work? Or does calling yes. it work even feel heavy because I've associated work as being hard and this doesn't feel hard? Yes. Or, or is it literally just like launch just and these numbers are important, but is if you're basing your success purely on launch numbers and money in your bank account, then you're not going to have the same experience. You're really not. The way we speak to ourselves internally as well and the way that we receive external words has such a power over that perception of success too. Can you talk to us a little bit about from a positive psychology perspective how how you coach women on these internal on this internal dialogue? And actually just for anyone who's I just don't know what positive psychology is. <laughs> Can you share with us a bit about that too? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, well, positive psychology comes from when you think about traditionally speaking, when somebody might go for therapy, um, they often would go to therapy because of a trauma that they've been through in their past, something that's happened to them that they need to work through. Um, and it's often dealing with things in the past, whereas positive, the, the Martin Seligman, the founder of positive psychology, came along and he was like, all these therapists have these amazing exercises and interventions and that they use for people who are not well to help them feel better. Mm -hmm. And if you think about a scale, like a ruler with zero in the middle and zero going to plus 10 on one side and zero going to minus 10 on the other side, typically speaking, when somebody would reach out for therapy, they're on the, the, the negative end of the scale. They're not feeling well with themselves or what's going on at their circumstances. And so when they go for therapy, they're looking to move up those notches closer to the center point of zero where yeah. things are kind of okay. So Martin Seligman, the founder of positive psychology came along and he was like, why are we waiting until people feel unwell before we help them with all these amazing tools? How can we actually go about using these tools and exercises to help people who are on the positive end of the scale actually flourish and feel even happier in their lives? Oh, I love that. And yeah. And that's what it's proactive instead of being reactive. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it is quite, um, honestly the science of happiness yes with your question in terms of the power of language and it's just it brought to my mind you talked earlier about your own past experience in the fact that you um, left school early and the shame that brought with you in your life and the internal dialogue that you had for your whole entire life um, and that. bearing in mind my mom is a principal, like a school principal. Yeah. So let's just add that into she's she was always very supportive, but there was amazing. there's layers, Absolutely. yeah. <laughs> Lots of layers in that. But it's the classic, no matter what it is that's happened, that's your version, and everyone has their own version of what it is that they feel shame around. So it's the classic imposter syndrome. And even for me, when I was leaving teaching and I already had six seven years of certificates behind me of being able to go out and teach business and maths for me in order to be able to set up a business I wasn't um able to trust all of the knowledge I had already built up to that point in time I had to go get myself another certificate and 
a three month or a six month certificate wasn't going to cut it. I had to do a master's and within my <laughs> master's of applied psychology, I well, had I to get first class master's. It's so a mirror. My master's in, yeah. yeah, it's absolutely. a mirror for me. I just, I hear this. I was the same despite, and we literally talked about this this morning in Tracy's episode too. It was like, despite having years and years of business experience just outside of this business, despite yeah. running a, a, a multi, multi-million dollar school budget, despite co-running my partner's successful business, despite despite everything, I was like, I need this evidence that I can actually do this. And I was the same. It was like more qualifications, more, yeah, yeah anyway. Sorry, I interrupted, but I just wanted to say I feel like it's a mirror. Like we're just we're just mirroring yeah. each other on the other side of the world. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's unreal, isn't it? But we just need all of this paperwork to say something to us that we just actually have to go deep inside ourselves and yeah. and, and listen. But that's just it's really hard. It's a journey that you go on. I really do meet with women now who are on the brinks of wanting to change their lives or on the brinks of wanting to set up businesses. And I just want to be so compassionate towards them. I want to wrap them up in a hug. I want them to wrap themselves up in a hug and just go, oh my God, look at what I've done to get me to where I'm at now. Look at all of this evidence that I have in my life that says that I can do hard things, that I am a tough bitch and I can do really hard things. And so with the power of language in power, positive psychology, what we really lean into is looking at our strengths. So what strengths, what strength characteristics that do we have in our life that we've had to lean into over all the years versus what most of us do is look at our weaknesses yeah. and go, OK, what is it that I need to do for myself in order to be able to make that weakness better? Yeah. So. It's just a complete shift, a 180 shift on focusing on your strengths and working from that perspective. Then getting help, things that are your weaknesses, delegating it, bringing in somebody else who can do that for you, can hurt, yeah. can help you in that capacity. Um, and just really backing yourself, just being able to stand in your on your own two feet, <clears throat> excuse me, look people in the eyes. And have the confidence and self-esteem to be able to say who you are and what you do and who you help and how you help them. And I wish it was as easy to do that overnight. It's, it's certainly hasn't been for me. <clears throat> and I still have a long road ahead. But it's the most incredible gift you could ever possibly give yourself is to work on your confidence and your self-esteem and delve into your strengths and how you're speaking to yourself and the environments of people that you are putting yourself in and the language that they're speaking and the conversations and discussions that they're having. And if it's giving you the ick and it's not where you want to be in the future, then it doesn't mean you have to close the door on those people and your friends and your family who've been part of your identity for your whole life. Um, but just find the groups that are out there who are in a place that you want to be in for your own future and do everything in your power to just get yourself in there. So that's the internal voice and the external voice, you being proactive about managing it and mm. controlling. Wow. Oh my gosh. I'm just taking all, I'm just taking all of that in. I just wrote down a few 
oh my God, I was like, this is going to be a clip for this episode. This is going to be a clip for this episode <laughs> because I had full body feels while you were just, while you were just speaking then. The power of your internal dialogue will make or break your success. It'll make or break your happiness in your life. It'll make or break the, whether you experience what you want to experience, like everything, everything yeah. is going to come down to your internal dialogue. And you're right. We are so told, okay, you're not good at this. So practice that then get better at that, strengthen that. We're told to focus and strengthen our weaknesses rather than strengthening our strengths. And yeah, one of the best things I did in my business was realizing what my weaknesses were or my non-zones of genius or the things that I was good at and could do, but just it took me far longer than it should. And it was not needle moving and it was keeping me very stuck in terms of not being able, anything that was taking me away from actually working with clients and delivering into programs and, and all of that. And the best thing I did was delegate. The best thing that I did was recognize that this is not my strength. It's okay that this is not my strength. I don't want to go and spend a thousand dollars on learning how to I don't know, run Facebook ads. I don't want to go and spend all this, invest all this time into learning how to set up these systems and things. There are people who have that as their zone of genius. And so recognizing that's not a strength and being okay with saying, I don't have to know it all. I don't have to do it all. I'm going to strengthen mm -hmm. what is good for me. Like, oh, just such a powerful message that you just shared and so many, so many big, powerful messages just delivered in like the space of one, like your confidence. You're saying the best thing that you can do for yourself is to grow and expand your internal confidence. And I just love that so much. There is so much power behind all of that. When you put all of this together and you look at I guess you've mentioned a few times like building a business grounded in positive psychology. Tell me how you really believe positive psychology has propelled your business to where it is now versus if you had not had yeah. your business. No. Great question. So it really comes down to um, me starting it with a very clear vision of what my core values were. And I don't think um, many people, when they decide to set up their own business, if they haven't done this work and when they haven't done this work, and um, I don't think it's something that they sit down and they really spend time working on what's truly important to them, mm. what truly matters. So my introduction when I started with my master's in applied psychology was this big, long list of all these different values commitment, loyalty, trust, family, success, love, and the big long list of all these different words. And we were to read through them and develop a, a meaning around what each of the words mean, because what's trust for you yeah. and could be very different for what trust is for me based on our life experiences. Really to define what each of these words mean 
And it's not a definition that you're reading from a book that doesn't have meaning to you. It's your own definition, which again is another layer of of depth. So having a definition wrapped around a word and then picking the words that mean the most to you. So for me, at that stage when I was beginning, what was jumping out at me was family. And I was working in my teaching job that wasn't allowing me to be around my family as much as I wanted to be. That was the number one thing. It was like, how can I create a business that can be flexible and that can provide me with more freedom to be with the people who are most important in my life and have a purpose? So these are all big words, family, flexibility, freedom, purpose. they were my core ones and I guess purpose was coming from the fact that I had lost all purpose in my life like we spoke about that whole matrescence phase where you're in a just a haze of losing yourself and buried under nappies and puke and all of that sort of stuff <laughs> so <laughs> it was like what is this really my purpose is this what I was put to <laughs> I just giggly. My youngest has just started using permanent markers on walls. And yeah, it's like between that and then it's, oh, I just weed over here. And it's just all these things. Yeah, there's more, right? There's more to this, right? And like my husband, when you're looking back to those days and your husband, my husband used to leave and go to work in the day and it was just acceptable to be there all day. And I I was living far away. It was hard to get in the car and drive anywhere with my first baby. She used to cry in the car seat an awful lot. And so it was long days at home by myself. Absolutely. But at the same time, everything that you're telling yourself, your internal dialogue is this is the best thing that's ever happened to me in the whole world. I love this baby so much. And and so you're like fighting between this. This is so freaking hard. But I love her so much, all this stuff. So um, when I was setting up my business, those words and the meanings I'd wrapped around them were something that were a non-negotiable for me. Everything I did that I needed to be ensuring that my time was spent more so in the areas that were more important to me. So I was never going to start a business and be able to be someone who worked normal working hours, nine to five, um, because I was going to be the stay-at-home mom with my kids. I was going to be yeah. doing the school job, picking them up from school and be around. So it was a non-negotiable for me to, to work more than those hours I was setting, like uh, boundaries around them for myself. Yeah. And I watched people get into the, the the hustle side of things and they're setting up business and they're growing their business and they're absolutely exhausted and they're coming on Instagram and they're talking. They're like, how do people do this? And they're juggling the load and... I just, my heart breaks when I'm watching someone like that because I'm like, all you actually should do for yourself right now is actually give yourself some white space, give yourself Mm -hmm. some time, give yourself some mindful time away from your phone and from noise probably and just get out in nature and go for a walk and just let you be at one with your own thoughts and see what actually drops in for you because when you get caught up in that cycle and that spin, it's really hard to pull yourself up and out of yeah, it. It is. Um, takes your yeah. whole, it takes over your whole body. Yeah. It really does yeah. when you get caught up in that. Oh, 
So you work with women who are in the beginning of their businesses and growing. I know you also help them to expand their business as well. What does positive psychology, how does positive psychology come into timelines of expansion and capacity for growth and expansion? So we were talking earlier about doing our university degrees and all the different courses that we do and how long that people would apply their time to learn to be able to do a certain mm. whatever industry it wants that if they want to be an accountant or a teacher whatever it is yet often when we're setting up our own businesses we're really expecting things to happen very quickly for ourselves aren't we we're yes. just like but yeah. I'm ready I'm ready for it and I'm showing up and I'm I'm paying a coach and they taught me a strategy and I'm now I'm implementing that strategy and it's still not working like people still aren't booking in they're not showing up to my workshop they're not and all of the self-doubt crap um, crowds into your mind then of really am I cut out for this at all Mm. and the comparisonitis that we all are exposed to whether we want to or not on social media mm. just highlights everyone else getting on so, so well um, <laughs> in similar lines of industry who possibly are less experienced even than we are ourselves and you're like oh my gosh what is it that they are doing that I'm not doing and you just you can just get wrapped up in a in that sort of state again of fight and flight and stress and just working really hard and not giving yourself a breather and stepping back so in terms of your question the communities that I run that is something that's up for discussion a lot like I talk about the the environment that you're in and the the discussions that you're having and the people that you're having these conversations with and we're being open and honest and vulnerable about what the path looks like and we're sharing the successes and we're celebrating that for each other and we're also allowing each other to stick our head out. If you imagine a little turtle and a little head coming out of a shell and going, actually, I just launched this and it did not work out. Yeah. And we're there to support that person and allow them to tend to their wounds for a little while, but then pull them by the nape of their neck and get them back up on that horse again and get going again. Yeah, because um, that's not something that's spoken about often at all. Like, is so much of the highlight reels or you might see the result of somebody being X amount of years into their business or a brand new business, but that person has 15 years of experience in in something else. Like they might've started this amazing, seemingly brand new, amazing coaching business, but has 15 years of marketing experience. And so knows exactly how to, form their ideal client and speak their language and create a brand voice and create a brand script and all of those things. They know how to reach and speak their ideal clients so that they have these magnetic offers. But all we see is this person who seemingly has something that we don't. And yeah, it is, we don't talk enough about or normalize enough. And this is a conversation that happens a lot in, in my mastermind container as well the ladies who are newer in business is that it's I've put this out buys no one I've offered this thing I've launched this thing no one's bought it and then those 
doubts and that heaviness and that exhaustion Mm. can also kick in Mm -hmm. as well. Mm. Like I've put so much into this. I, and as you said, I've invested in a coach. I'm doing what everyone's telling me to do. I'm doing all the things, Mm -hmm. but I'm not getting there. So often there is, there is always, I find, and I'm sure you will agree, a shift in expectation that needs to be, that needs to be had. Somebody asked me a couple of weeks ago, if you could go back and start your business again, what would you do? And I said, the first thing that I would do is I would change my expectations around what was going to happen. Like you said, I had these certifications. I was open for business. Like I was ready. Hello, come work with me. <laughs> I, I posted yeah. on on Instagram twice. You should know I exist. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. uh, gosh. So my expectations were not realistic given my lack of audience, given my lack of cohesive messaging, given the fact that I was jumping from thing to thing and had no consistent messaging at all. And given the fact that I was only a few weeks, months, whatever, into a business. So my advice was, first of all, to change your expectation and set different goals. If you are going in straight away with these goals, I want to replace my income. I need to replace my full-time income so I can do this thing that I love. And that's all you focus on. You're going to miss so much. If you come in though and your first focus is how do I make enough money to outsource and give away the parts of my of this role that I don't understand that take up so much of my time that I could actually be working with clients in And this is all internal dialogue, like you were talking about. This is all noticing your money mindset, noticing the way that you're speaking to yourself about these things. If your goal is to come in and make enough money to outsource so that your time then frees up to do the things that is actually going to then advance your business, what a different perspective shift that is. But you need to have different expectations around what is realistic and surrounding yourself in the kind of support that you offer and the kind of group that that you hold space for is how you get through that reality and realize that there's nothing wrong with you and there's nothing wrong with your service and there's nothing wrong with your offer. It is literally like this happens to everyone. Mm, no, No one talks about it. And layering on top of that, Jess, in terms of the timelines that you talk about there, if you were to just, like you say, begin set up your own business and you're only going for four weeks, couple of months, six months even, and you are, imagine that sort of overnight success does happen for you. Imagine all those people did come to your door and they did try and book in with you. The flip side of the fact that you've only been in business for such a short period of time is that you don't actually have the capacity to be able to hold space for all these people. And that was something that was massive learning for me throughout the year. Last year, there was some conversation I know we had together and I was likening it to my time um, in my strength conditioning gym because something dropped in for me there, which again, 
I love metaphors if, if you haven't realized yet I'm constantly <laughs> using metaphors to explain things to people but if I was to if you are someone who goes to a gym or you're someone like me who never ever goes to a gym again my identity for 40 years of my life is I am not someone who goes to a gym or I'm not usually fit don't really like running definitely don't lift weights that's just not someone who I am and about seven months ago I joined a strength conditioning gym because I'm 41 years of age and I'm like okay it's time to actually start working on my core building that strength um, for myself for my future now if I was to go in and start lifting exceptionally heavy weights like the people who were left and right of me no doubt I would have caused myself massive damage got injured and not been able to go back there again because I didn't have the capacity to carry that yeah and so that's what really likened it to me for my business because for so long like when I started the mastermind with Tracy back in January of 2023 I know I was so ready and we were talking earlier about the thoughts in our heads so I thought I was so ready I thought I had the capacity I couldn't understand how I wasn't growing in the way that I wanted growth to look like mirroring my bank account if we're to look at things that way and then it's just it's something that's really shifted over time I can see the systems that have been implemented the knowledge that has had to be gained all the knowledge gaps that were there and the leadership that I needed to step into the team and the support all of the things that then give you the space and capacity to be able to hold more people like you wanted to oh the universe however whatever you believe in what you get delivered in terms of your business is a direct I call this an energetic match this is how I this is the lingo that that goes on in my world you are an energetic match for what you have the internal capacity to hold and it's one of those things like we were saying earlier about embodying like when it sinks in when and until then it's like it's that I get the way I say it is the conscious desire that you have it's I'm ready I'm here I want these people and this was me the year before you saying the same thing I'm ready why aren't they here why aren't I charging this why aren't they knocking my door down why are they not consistent I'm ready but the fact is that I wasn't and exactly what you said if I had gone and all of a sudden gone from zero clients to I don't know 10 a week or whatever I wanted at that time by the way my energetic capacity sits at five a week and that feels so good. And that means I can deliver and really be present for five one-on-ones a week. And I think about the me who would sit and be like, I want 10, 10 one-on-one clients a week. And I want that version of me was just trying to mirror the bank account. If I have 10 of this, then this would equal this. But if they all came and knocked down my door straight away, I would have burnt out. I would not have had the emotional capacity, first of all, to support them. And the universe knows that, which is why I didn't have those clients then. Second Mm. of all, I had to create space within myself by releasing limiting beliefs 
that were living in my body that were residing as illness, as injury, as pain, as all the things, I had to actually release a lot to be able to hold capacity for the level that I wanted to hold capacity. And I forget my next point, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> and, oh, and the systems. Yes. Yes. I would not have had the systems and the processes or the support. And you, you do see with people who grow really quickly, and I do know a few who go from that space of this is all pretty new with no support in place, new systems, new standard operating procedures being made, fumbling their way through, which as we, which is what we're meant to do, but then they grow really quickly and then all of a sudden they're out of their depth and they don't have the infrastructure to actually be able to support that and either their business collapses or they do. And when they mm. collapse, it's really hard for them to get back because then there's this trauma wound almost that the business has has hurt them. And the business mm. has burnt them out. And so I love that you talk about that, that you talk about timeline and capacity and we could tie that in with expectation yeah. um, for what your expansion and your growth really looks like. And if you can turn that internal dialogue to be like, okay, I can't just step into the gym and lift a 50 kilo dumbbell or whatever it is. So do you use kilos? But yeah, if you can change that internal dialogue to be like, I'm going to start here and that's realistic and acceptable for my body and it's still going to yeah. stretch me, yes. but it's going to take time to get to that yes. to get to that end goal and how long that depends on your body and your health and the way that you are nourishing and the systems that you have in place to help support your muscles grow and your body to rest and all of the foundational systems that you have that is going to impact and the nutrition and all the things that's going to impact how long it takes your muscles to have the capacity to be able to hold that extra weight i love your analogy i love it so so relatable oh gosh Alana, this has been an amazing conversation so so good i know that people are going to want to hear more from you in terms of the way that you support in your membership and in your higher end programs as well, these all happen on, do they happen online? Can we be anywhere in the world to work with you? Yes. Absolutely. Tell us about how we get in touch. How do we work with you? Okay. Instagram is where I mainly hang out. My Instagram handle is at the mum boss network. Um, so that's where you'll um, hear all about my amazing community, the Mumboss Network. And then on top of that, people who come into my community tend to often love the look of memberships and want to be able to create them for themselves. So the Mumboss Network is made up primarily of um, mums in business, half and half product based business owners, half and but those who want to be able to create a membership for themselves, just in the same way that I've been able to do, um, I invite them to work with me inside the Maximum Impact Collective. And that has its own Instagram handle at Maximum Impact Collective. Um, and yeah, they're the main places that I hang out online. Oh, amazing. And we will link both of those in the show notes below. So you can go and what I 
I always love asking you to do, if you've listened to this episode, you've made it through to here, which I'm sure you have, because this has been an amazing conversation. Now you need to go and say hi to Lorna because she is such a beautiful soul and so friendly. And for her gifting us her beautiful energy, her knowledge, her time, go and tell her what you took away from this episode. Go over and say hi and tell her what your aha moment was, what your drop-in was. If you are familiar with positive psychology, go and share what you've taken away from today because I know she would love to meet you. Absolutely. I'd love to hear from you. And I'm, I absolutely adore Australia. I know that I'm the opposite side of the world from you here, but it is my dream to get back there. I did live over there for a year in a previous lifetime prior Thank to. You. Yeah, I did. I spent most you? of my time in Brisbane mostly. But then I did myself and my then boyfriend, now husband, bought a little starlet and a little two-man tent and proceeded to camp our way all the way up the East Coast, across Northern Territory and all the way down the West Coast to Wow. Perth. Oh, yeah, my gosh. It was oh incredible. So my heart is, some of my heart is most definitely in Australia and it's it's on the vision board to get us back there for sure. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Gosh, I'm just thinking of all the crocodiles you must have nearly encountered going on. So many crocodiles. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, Lorna, thank you so much for your time and your beautiful energy and everything that you have shared with us today. I know that just simply you being here is going to have such impact on so many lives. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Jess. It's been an absolute pleasure. Wow, what a journey it's been today. We are so grateful for each and every one of you who tuned in to Alive and Thriving. If you enjoyed this episode and want to help us keep growing, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on your favourite platform. It's a simple but powerful way to support a small business like ours to continue to make an impact. 